here. Welcome to the Flexitarian Feast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eliz, and we are two home cooks trying to eat more plants. Thank you for joining us. This episode is all about meal planning and recipe management. It's a new year, and getting organized in the kitchen is a great resolution. And we have a special surprise at the end of this episode for all of our listeners. Thank you so much for listening. It's a good surprise. It really is. This is fun. Yeah. Um, so meal planning is a topic that I'm super excited about because I'm always trying to get better at this. And I really love hearing everyone's ideas about how to do it, how to be better at it, tips and tricks. And I kind of struggle with just keeping up consistency and doing it regularly. And sometimes I just get bored of planning stuff out. So Elis, I know you use cookbooks a lot, but how does your weekly planning go? Well, as you know, I'm a very big meal planner. Um, I actually have a weekly meal plan newsletter that I send out. If you would like to sign up, you can go to my website at elizroser.com and sign up there. Um, I used to be a lot more flexible with meals, but since I've had kids, we eat on a schedule. And so it's too hard and too stressful for me to not have a plan for dinner. So I'm a big meal planner now. Um, I also really don't like food waste. And so this is a great way to reduce that. Um, I write my meal plan on Saturday mornings. Um, so I have a whole process <laughs> that I do for my meal plan. So first I look in the fridge and the freezer to see if there's anything in there I want to use up. Then I will look at my calendar to see what we have going on um, in the upcoming week. If some one of us is going out for dinner or if we have plans, you know, if Ryan's going out and I'm on my own for dinner and bedtime, then I'm not going to serve rice because that's like a huge cleanup issue. Oh. So I like I think about that. And then I also think about the weather. So if it's going to be sunny, we'll probably go to the park. And so I don't want to have to like roast vegetables for an hour. So I just have to think about like my timing in the afternoons. And then I also think about what grocery store I'm going to. So I um, mostly do my weekly shopping at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods, but I also do a big Costco run every couple months. And I also go to Fred Meyers, um, which is like a Kroger uh, grocery store here in Portland. Um, I do that every now and then too. So I, I almost always only grocery shop once a week. I don't have time to go more than that. So whatever store I'm planning on going to affects my meal plan. So for example, if I want to make polenta at Trader Joe's, they only have the tube polenta. They don't have the stovetop polenta. So, you know, if we're out of oatmeal, I buy my oatmeal at Trader Joe's. So I'm not going to go, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get the stovetop polenta. Right. So I just have to think about like, if I'm only going to one store, what's my, what's going to fit in the meal right, plan? Like what's the priority? What's the priority? Because I mean... Of course, if you feel like you have room in your life to go to more than one grocery store, like go for it. But I usually don't. Yeah, I try not to go to multiple stores too. Also, my main reason for that is because I don't have a car. Oh, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just stop on my way home or I'll come home and take my husband's car, but I still only want to go to one place. Right. So, yeah. It's all about being as efficient as possible. That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. So then I usually pick a cookbook or two um, and I just look through it and see what looks good. I think about what everybody in the family likes to eat, but I also think about what I want to eat because if I'm going to do all this work, I want to eat food that tastes good to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then I do use some online recipes too. I do read a lot of cooking blogs. I know you read a lot of cooking blogs yes. also, but I have found that cookbooks are more reliable generally. I think you're right about that. Because they've been tested more. I mean, there are some blogs that I think are really There's well tested really and I respect that, yeah. the writers of those blogs, but there are a lot of like 
crappy food blogs right. out there. Absolutely. And I just, it makes me so frustrated because I think when people are trying a new recipe and it doesn't work out, they blame themselves. But no, like maybe the food blog is terrible. Sometimes the recipe is written poorly. Or they didn't test it. Or yeah. they used, you know, a certain type of produce at a certain time of year and it yeah. didn't taste good if you had off-season produce or whatever. That's true. So. Good I point. Know. I just feel really strongly that food blogs should be a little bit more responsible. Yeah, no, I think you're right about that for sure. There's definitely some that are better than others. A yeah. lot a lot that could use improvement probably. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, and so I usually plan to make three to four meals during the week, and I always leave one night for leftovers or for going out. And then Friday nights we usually have pizza, either homemade, um, or sometimes we get delivery pizza. And then as I'm writing my meal plan, I write my grocery list on a separate piece of paper. And then once it's done, I double check the grocery list to make sure we don't already have something. And then I reorganize the grocery list by section of the store. So it's like really fast yeah. to go grocery shopping. So that sounds like a lot of work. I know. Just <laughs> to write really my does, meal plan. But... Um, when I sat down to like think about what do I actually do, it is a lot of things. But now that I've been doing it for such a long time, it doesn't take more than an hour, especially if nobody's interrupting me. I can just like sit down and like get yeah, it Yeah, you have a system. Yeah. And also your uh, newsletter is great. I love it every oh, week. thank you. So you guys should definitely subscribe to it if you need ideas or just to hear Eliza's little voice in her email more You can see often. what we're eating every week. You can see week. what they're eating every week. Um, so what do you do? So I just kind of, I, I don't know how to, I do something completely different from you, <laughs> like in almost every As respect. you should. Everybody should do whatever but, works yeah, best. So I try to just pick a few things that I want to make each week, and I don't really set days that I want to do it. So I'll just pick like three things, go to the store for those three things, and I'll count on at least one or two of them making leftovers. So because the leftover dinners are – I'll eat leftovers for like one day or two days if it's really good, or usually I'll eat it for lunch and then dinner, dinner, and then lunch. <laughs> But I don't like eating the same thing over and over again. So I'll try to plan for at least one or two things to leave enough leftovers for either lunch or dinner. Um, and then I'll just go to the store and buy all that stuff. And then I'll kind of just pick what I feel like making on whatever date. Like last week, I couldn't decide what to do first. So I just asked my husband, I'm making these three things. Which one do you want first? And he picked that and I made that. And then we just went from there. Perfect. So I try to make it pretty flexible all around. And then I also noticed that I don't really stick to anything that I plan for the weekend. So I don't do that anymore. And I just plan breakfasts on the weekend. So, cause I like making breakfast is kind of my main thing, but I don't really do it during the week at all. Cause I'm always trying to get out the door and catch right. my bus. Yeah. So on the weekends I'll plan like more elaborate breakfast and then we'll kind of just scrap whatever we have for lunch, scrap around the house, you know, find whatever, or we'll go out to happy hour. Our schedule is always later too. Cause it's like we're sleeping in. Right. Lunch is like at three and then we're like, it's just a messed up. So I don't really plan for dinners on the weekend, only during the week. Yeah. I don't really plan for weekend meals either because we are out and about more yeah, or whatever. Just come up. Yeah. Or like we pack a lunch to whatever. Right. So um, I do though, will often do on Sunday nights. Um, that's when I like Ryan will watch the kids and I can like try a new recipe and really oh, nice. focus on it because during the week. It's like, I'm just trying to get dinner on the table. Right, it's like a time crunch. People are like, yeah. kids are interrupting me like every 10 seconds. Yeah. Like they need something or God knows what. So I, so on Sundays, it's like, I can really just focus on a new, yeah. something that's complicated or I have to like really pay attention. Yeah. That's, that makes sense. Um, something that takes more time. Yeah. And I do leftovers and stuff on the weekends too, because I grocery shop on Sundays. And so yeah. I want to have a cleaned out fridge for my grocery shopping. Yeah. That's smart and good way to make sure you're using everything up. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Do you do a lot of prep for your meals through the week on Sundays when you do that or no? Just I don't do a ton of meal prep. Um, I do a little bit 
Like I'll make salad dressing or last week I made pickled onions and I used them a couple times oh, yeah. for Those garnish this week. Yeah. They're so easy to, but I'm home with my kids during the week. And so I, it's easy for me to like do a little meal prep here and there because yeah. I'm at home. Um, so uh, there's a podcast I really like called the lazy genius. Have you ever listened to her podcast? I haven't, no. The woman who um, does it is named Kendra Adachi and she, um, one of her meal planning questions is what can you do now that will make dinner easier later? So if you find yourself like at breakfast waiting for your coffee to brew, like, is there anything you can do to make dinner easier later? Can you like chop a sweet potato? Yeah. And so it's ready to go. Or I even do things like I'll put out the pots and pans that I need, or mm-hmm. like, if I'm making pasta, I will fill it up with water and set it out on the stove like oh, in the morning. I just try to find like little pockets of time just to get it done. Yeah. It kind of makes a shortcut later. Yeah, exactly. One thing that I do is when I get home from work, I'll try to just prep everything right away before I even sit down on the couch because I can't relax until I like, if I have chores to do, I can't relax. So I'll come home, do the dishes and then chop whatever that, you know, if it's not going to be weird, if it's chopped early. Um, and then I can sit like play on my phone, watch jeopardy, whatever, and then just cook. Everything's already ready and I can just throw it together when we're ready to eat. Yeah. That's so nice to have everything prepped like that too. Yeah. It just makes it seem faster, like cooking it faster because I already did all the prep stuff. Exactly. It's like you're on a cooking show. Exactly. <laughs> um, See, I so like that trick. I mentioned that I use cookbooks a lot, but Michelle, I know you have like a million online recipes that you somehow <laughs> organize. So I'd I love know. to hear about I that. I feel like I could talk for an hour about this, but um, so yeah, so I used to just save everything in a web browser or like email stuff to myself. Um, for a while, I was using this app called Evernote, which is a free app and it does work pretty well. It's not meant for recipes is just a note-taking app but if you want to take the time to like copy and paste stuff into it that's what I used to do um but I've been using this app for a few years now called paprika um it is basically changed my life (laughs) um (laughs) I don't know I feel like such a crazy person when I talk about this because it really has like taken over my life but um so it's not a free app you have to pay for it on every device you want to use it on so that kind of stinks but I have it on my phone my husband has it on his phone and then we have it on the iPad so it all syncs together so the way it works is there's this little uh, bookmarklet thing that you put in your browser so when you're reading blogs if there's a recipe you want to save you just click the little thing it saves it up to your cloud and then you can access it on the app There's also like a desktop version, but I've never used that. So I don't know how that works. But um, so when I am trying to figure out what to make, I'll go into my app and I'll like either sort it by most recent or you can search by title or ingredient or source or pretty much any word that you want. The the thing about Evernote I liked was it has a really great search feature where you can search like any combination of words and it scans everything. Paprika, you can kind of only do like the specific phrase or word. It doesn't search as broadly, but um, it still works pretty well. So like if I have, right now I have like this weird, um, not weird, but I just got a chayote squash. I've never used it I've before. I've never, what? Yeah, I so tell I was about like, it. Do I have any recipes saved with that? And so I searched and I had a couple, but I, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But um, so you can search by a specific thing, which is kind of handy. So um, all, it also has a calendar. So you can Go through, pick your recipes that you want, and you can save them to dates on the calendar for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then you can also create a grocery list from either per day or week or just from a recipe. So it adds it into a grocery list. You can also use the app. It'll help you um, 
it can scale recipes. So if you want to double it or half it, it adjusts all the measurements for you. That's amazing. It only saves the recipe part from the blogs too, not the not all the not garbage. all the intro <laughs> talking part. So it's pretty cool. But it also has the link, so you can still click through and read if you want to read like their more detailed, you know, notes or whatever. So yeah, and then using on the iPad is when I what I do when I'm cooking because it kind of shows it all on one screen. In the phone, you have to kind of slide between tabs, like ingredients and directions. But in the iPad, it shows it all in one view. Oh, that's nice. Kind of like a cookbook. So you don't have to like keep flipping back and forth while you're cooking. You just look at it and it's like, oh, you know, chop up an onion, whatever. The amounts are like right there next to what you're doing. So anyway, I'm basically just totally obsessed with this app. It just... Is the best thing ever. And so, sometimes <laughs> I when love I, that. I do look through my cookbook sometimes, and if I find a recipe I really want to make, sometimes I'll try to find it on the internet so I can save it in my app. So then I can oh, add yeah, it to my calendar. All in the same place. Yeah. You can also just add notes. Like if like I made something the other day that was a chicken thing, but I made it with tempeh. So I saved the recipe to the day, and then I put uh, a little note to myself like to make it with tempeh instead of chicken. Oh, just nice. so I would remember what to my get thought process yeah. was. So... Anyway, you can also categorize it. Like if you're really like categories and you want to sort by breakfast or something, you can do that. But I, it's a little tedious on the phone, so I don't haven't bothered doing it. But if I ever get the desktop one, I might do yeah. that. Just so I could be like. So how many recipes do you have saved in there? Oh, gosh. I don't have my phone in here or I'd look, but it's thousands, like thousands. <laughs> I told you I'm a recipe whore. I love it, though. But yeah, it's kind of nice that I can always find a million options for whatever I want to make. Or, if, you know, my husband yeah, will be like... Yeah, and there are already things that you've already vetted. And so you're right. not like Googling a recipe. Yeah, and you can like, also save, like mark things as a favorite. So a lot of the things I make over and over, like Instant Pot rice yeah. or whatever. So I, like you like you probably have a way that you keep track of the things you make all the time. Yes. So, yeah. So what do you do to like keep track of those things that you make all the time? Well, I actually do have a way I, I keep track of that. And I write it on a Post-it and stick it inside of my cabinet door. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> It's like super old well, school. It's super easy but like I do that with like brown rice because I make brown rice in the Instant Pot all the time, right. but I can never remember. Yeah. There's a few that I'm starting to remember. Like that's one of them. And yeah. So like, I just like stick it yeah. in the door of the cabinet. And I also have like, there's a pancake, oatmeal pancake recipe that I make probably once a week. Yeah. And I, I kind of know it, but I just have it in the cabinet door yeah. and I have like a muffin recipe that I also make a lot too. So it's cool to have them like easy, easily accessible. Yeah. I keep a Play-Doh recipe. In oh, my nice. cabinet door. Too. Do you make that a lot? <laughs> I do make play doh a lot. Yeah. That's fun. It's so easy. Do you dye it too? Like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Oh yeah, and I put <laughs> we put yeah. Right now I have we have play doh that has like googly eyes in it, which is really oh fun. wow, that's fun. <laughs> so I um I am just amazed that you do all of this recipe tracking, and I think it's great because if I use cookbooks mostly, and it's just in my head. Yeah. And so I don't use all of my cookbooks. There's probably six or seven that I use frequently and I know what's in there. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, ooh, I want to make, you know, like parsnip muffins. Oh, that's in this cookbook. And I, I know that now because I've used it so many times. But I have a lot of cookbooks that I don't use very often just because I don't know what's in there. Yeah. That's another thing I'll do sometimes is if like I have a random, like I said, I have that weird squash. Or if I have some, I just feel like I want to make something with broccoli, but I want to find a different thing to do yeah then i'll just search broccoli and i'll just look through all my recipes that have broccoli in the title or in the ingredients and then i'll just pick a few and i'll talk to my husband and be like should i make one of these like so i don't know it's a little it's very digital so i know like cookbooks are so great because they're beautiful photos and and i'll do that sometimes too with my cookbooks i'll just get a few out and i'll be like 
I got broccoli to make, and I'll just look, right, through, just look through them in the index, like broccoli recipes, and see if anything sticks out to me. So I just don't do it as much as I should because I'm yeah. really, really into my app. And I, I mean, if that works for you, and that works for you, you should just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, that way. I do love it, but I love cookbooks too. So it's, I feel like I'm like they're wasting away on my shelf. No but way, I like you can just at read them. them. Just like look at them for inspiration. Yeah, I That's do. a good way to look yeah. at cookbooks too. So how do you make a meal plan that actually works? Well. Kind of like I said earlier, I don't think meal planning is going to work for everybody. And so I think there's a lot of cultural pressure to be a meal planner or a meal prepper. And if you're happy with the way dinner is going, like you don't need to meal plan. Yeah. And I kind of feel like I'm doing it bad. (laughs) I don't think so at all. I think that's a really good way to do it, to just pick like three meals. And I really like I really only pick three or four a week and then we fill them with leftovers or out to eat or yeah. What, like clean out the fridge night or I whatever. I wish I was better about making my lunch. That's the thing I always feel like I want yeah, to do I better do at, but I really do not do that consistently at all. Yeah. So I say if you want to start meal planning, just keep it very simple. So pick the hardest day of the week for you in your life and your schedule and make that a leftovers day or an out to eat day if you can do that. Um, for me, Thursdays are really hard. Um, because it's like the end of the week and Fridays, at least Friday feels like it's the weekend. Right. So it's like, I, less I made pressure. It. Yeah. Less <laughs> pressure, but Thursdays are really hard. So we always do leftovers on Thursdays. And if we don't have enough leftovers, then we go out or I just like scramble some eggs and we eat it with like whatever <laughs> yeah. leftovers there are. Um, so you definitely plan a night like that during the week because then you're not, you're really not having to cook a new meal every night. I really like that idea of picking the hardest day. I, our schedule kind of varies every week, so I feel like that's kind of hard. That's why I just try to make it flexible because I never know. Yeah, you never know what you're going to be and doing. And some days it's like um, my husband travels a lot for work, but sometimes he's home. So when he's home, he usually doesn't eat a big lunch. But if I go out to lunch, then when I get home, he's starving and I'm not ready for dinner yet. Exactly. So then I always have to have like snacks around or something to like make it up because I'm like, I'm not ready for dinner yet. It's five o'clock. So I try to be really flexible that way. So it's kind of hard to pick like a a bad day for me because yeah. it just feel like every week is different but I do like having the like Friday go out or Friday right Friday just I like Fridays to be like I'm gonna stay home in my pajamas watch a movie and I want it to be easy so I'm either gonna cook something easy or maybe leftovers or order food exactly yeah so I, I think like that's that great idea. like plan for your leftovers plan for your out to eat or your pizza Absolutely. or whatever and then it's like you have a plan for it you can look forward to it it makes it easier exactly um, I know that some people also do themes for, so every day, like every Monday you do meatless oh, Monday yeah. or taco Tuesday or pasta Wednesday. Yeah. And if I'm like, Oh, I don't know what to make. I'm like, Oh, well let's have, you know, eggs on Monday. And like, yeah. like, Oh, taco Tuesday. Like, well, let's have like tacos or Mexican food right. or something on Tuesday. Even having one of those things. Like if you always do taco Tuesday and you, that's the only then thing you're done. Thing you, you know do. what that's, you're having on Tuesday. You know what you're having on Tuesday. And there's yeah. a million ways to make tacos. There and really so if are. you want variety, you can do that. And like, and it, for me, like tacos is a great kid meal because they can just make it how they want. Yeah. And it's a really good way to customize. So it's like, that's like a no brainer. Yes. That's a, such an easy meal. It's such an easy dinner. For sure. And um, we always do pizza on Fridays. So we either get it oh, delivered. Yeah, nice. We I usually make pizza, um, but sometimes we get it delivered or sometimes we do frozen pizza. Do you have a pizza stone? I do not have a pizza I stone. I don't either. Over the summer, we kind of, we, we made pizza a few times. I, I had some trouble previously like in the past where it just didn't work out like it stuck to the pan or I like, really want to learn how to make it better so, I use like a um a mix a Bob's Red Mill pizza dough gluten-free pizza uh-huh. dough mix and I so I just put it on like a nine by like a big sheet pan uh-huh. but I would like to learn how to make real pizza dough does it usually turn out well 
Yeah, I think it turns out really good. I think okay. it's like the best gluten-free pizza dough option. But I, I, tell, I was telling you earlier, I'm eating sourdough now. Oh, yeah. And so I would really like to learn how to make sourdough pizza. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it would be easier to work with because it would have some gluten in it. That makes sense. The The most successful ones we've had were from buying pizza dough, like not from Trader Joe's or whatever, but like a lot of pizza places, pizza shops, like yeah. um, Hot Lips here in Portland, you can buy dough from them and they have oh, two sizes. So um, that one's worked really well. And I, I recommended this to a friend who's gluten-free to, if there's a pizza place you like that has gluten-free pizza, to ask them if they do that with gluten-free pizza dough. They do. They might. So, um, if you're in Portland, Mississippi Pizza has really good pizza dough and they do sell their doughs, but they're par-baked. They're not oh, wow. like a dough. Okay. That's so it's cool, actually though. like so easy. It's like you, Papa, Papa Murphy's. It is just, so you just throw the toppings on and I've actually grilled those with oh, like a yeah. lot of success. Nice. So. That's awesome. We should do a pizza episode. Should we? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> First, I'm going to learn how to make sourdough pizza, and then we'll do a pizza episode. Okay, and I'll get better at it. Um, I think the themes is really a smart way to get your whole family involved, because a lot of times I get bored with planning all this stuff, and I try to bug my husband to help me, but he's just not – like, he'll, he eats whatever I make, and he never complains. So he's never like – ooh, why don't you make that thing I really like? Because yeah. he really likes everything I make. So sometimes I just get a little <laughs> bored. So getting 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 your people involved and like excited about it, the themes is a good way to do that. Oh, I totally. I get Ada involved too. She's four and um, I'll be like, what? Should, you can pick dinner. And she'll, yeah, she'll usually pick something that's pretty good or I can work around fun. it. That's fun. Yeah. I like that. She usually picks shrimp. She loves shrimp. Isn't that funny? That is funny. Kids love shrimp. Ooh, I love shrimp too. I mean, when I like When I was it a too. kid, when we would go to Sizzler, oh that's the gosh. only thing I would eat was the shrimp. <laughs> exactly. Ryan always talks about going to, you mean <laughs> Sizzler. Sizzler. <laughs> yeah. I love going out to eat, but um, it does get expensive. And yes. Charlie, our two-year-old, is a little bit wild sometimes. <laughs> and like all two-year-olds are, it's just really hard to yeah. go out to eat with a two-year-old. So we don't do it that often. Um, but I do like to go out to try to get some inspiration or variety. And I'm really, we're really trying to introduce our kids to as much new foods as possible. So if I am introducing a new food in the meal plan, I always try to make sure that there's other foods on the plate that are things that they like to eat. So tonight um, I made pozole. I put the hominy on the plate. They didn't have soup. I just had all the I had like chicken. Oh, that's funny. Hominy, Not even like cheese. a little bit of broth? No, because they don't. They won't eat it. And I made a spicy broth because oh, okay. I know they don't really like yeah, soup. Yeah, so just all the components. It's just like all the components of the soup. And then I, which they've had all that food before. And then I had um, a watermelon radish, which is a new food so for them. So pretty. It's beautiful. It is kind of spicy, but I just put it on the plate. And Have they had regular radishes? They've tried them. Okay. They don't like them because okay. they're too spicy. Yeah. But, um, but they didn't freak out about the watermelon radish on the plate because it's like, there's cheese and there's chicken right. and there's all kinds of stuff that they like. So that's, I think. And that's I also, cool. if I'm doing like a really, like a kind of a wild new food, <laughs> like, I don't know, like a quiche or something. I'm just yeah. kidding. I don't know. Something <laughs> that's just really different. I will um, make a plan to serve dessert that night or like maybe I'll make like a banana bread or I'll get some special fruit that we don't usually get. And so it's like they know that dessert's coming yeah. or, they, or I will sometimes serve dessert along with dinner. That's really um, smart. I like that and idea. And then it's like they don't fuss about the new food because – and they'll usually try it too because, you know, they're eating and yeah. they might as well That actually it. reminded me of – my sister-in-law told me this thing recently that she she kind of gets her ki- – got her kids eating in courses or she does this sometimes like if they're being weird about vegetables or whatever. Because she was like, if I put macaroni and cheese and carrots – 
and hummus on the plate. They're going to eat all the mac and cheese and not eat anything else. So she's started serving them like the vegetable thing first and being like, eat this. And if you eat that, so smart. then you can have mac and cheese. So then they're looking forward to it. It's kind of similar to you're like, yeah. you get dessert if you eat this. Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing. I, and I'll let my kids like snack on raw vegetables while I'm prepping dinner. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't let them snack before dinner usually, but if I'm prepping and they're like helping me, like yesterday they were like picking all the cilantro off the stem and like eating the cilantro. Oh, and I'm like, that's great. Like that's so funny eat as much cilantro that. as you want. So something that we should talk about is what do you do when your meal plan like blows up? It just doesn't work. Maybe you get home from work late or you're tired yeah. or everyone's crying or you know, you're grumpy or you just don't feel like it. Yeah. Um, or this happens to me a lot. You forget to defrost something. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, well, I guess we're not having that tonight <laughs> because I never defrosted it. Um, I think that's totally okay. That happens. Yeah. I love meal planning. And that happens to me, you know, frequently. Yeah, me too. We just have to bail. Um, and so I like to have a couple things in the pantry at all times so I can whip up something very fast. Um, and because I always plan a leftovers night, then I can just move things around. Yeah. So I don't smart. waste food. Do you do that too? Well, I kind of, yeah, I like to have some things just on hand. Like tonight, I had kind of had this loose plan. I was going to figure out something to do with that squash that I mentioned five uh-huh. times or however many times I already mentioned it. <laughs> just sitting there and I keep thinking about it. Like, what am I going to do with that squash? So I had that and then I had some like mushrooms and I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to wing it. And then my husband's like, can we order pizza? And I was like, yes, let's just order pizza. <laughs> I'll figure that out tomorrow because I don't know. But yeah. also just like having stuff in the pantry. If I don't feel like going to the grocery store Because a lot of times I will just stop at the store on my way home from work. Like I said, Uh I'm on the bus, so I go right by Whole Foods. So if I just want to get a couple of vegetables, it's easy to stop there. Yeah. But sometimes if it's like really rainy or it's freezing or I'm wearing the wrong shoes to like walk around. Like sometimes I'm like, my feet hurt or my back's hurting or whatever You're just not into it. it. You just can't do it. No, I'm just going straight home. Then I like to have some stuff on hand. So like, what are some easy things that you always have? So quesadillas are a big one for us. So we always have, so I always have canned refried beans. And, and we just like sprinkle some cheese on a tortilla. You can microwave it. You can put it in the oven if you want. You could toast it in the pan if you want. Yeah. But it's all Delicious, good. yeah. And I usually serve it with, a, with black olives because everybody likes that. Oh, yeah. Um, scrambled eggs and a toast is good. And oh. I, I will add a smoothie sometimes too so the Breakfast kids get some dinner. fruit. Breakfast Classic. for dinner. Classic. Very easy. Um, toasted cheese sandwiches, which are even easier than grilled cheese because you just <laughs> put the cheese on the bread and put it in the oven until it Yummy. Melts. Easy peasy. Uh, veggies and hummus is another yeah, one. Yeah, that's an easy that one. That counts as dinner. Totally. Um, pasta with frozen peas. That oh. is a great vegetarian dinner. Yeah. You just put some butter on there, some cheese, and then frozen peas. Yeah. Call it cacio e pepe. Done. Yeah. Just crack a little I pepper on there and you're super in fancy. Italian, but I don't either. You put but pepper on there. It's cacio e pepe with peas. With peas. <laughs> and peas are a really great source of protein and fiber. They're yeah. super healthy. So, and then and also. They're frozen. So you probably always have them. Always have frozen peas. I mean, have peas. you? I've never bought fresh peas. Have you? I have bought fresh peas oh, okay. just because Ada loves to eat them so much. And oh, at Trader Joe's, they sometimes have fresh shelled oh, okay. peas. I've never seen them. I've never bought them. I think frozen peas are great. I think it's one of the best frozen vegetables you can buy. Yeah. And yeah, it's nice to have stuff in the freezer too. Totally. Yeah. We have always have frozen pizza, yeah, which frozen I know pizza. is like not we delicious. Do that too. Whatever. It's fine. A you lot of times I'll, I'll add extra stuff to them. Like we'll get I a really too. plain I'll one and olives. then I'll always add olives or, or if I have yeah. mushrooms or like tomato, fresh tomatoes. Yeah, Anything you can totally dress up a frozen leftover pizza. vegetables that are already cooked. Just throw them on there. Exactly. So yeah. What are some of your pantry meals? Um, well, I do love this idea, and I I need to have some more like back pocket ideas. But um, I think your quesadillas thing is great. But I was thinking of like tacos or wraps yeah. because anything inside of a tortilla 
It's going to be It's easy. It's delicious. Even if sometimes I'm like, I don't want a salad. If you put it in a tortilla and it's a wrap. Fancy. That's it's so like fancy. fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take much. No. Um, I also always have boxed mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. Like I think I mentioned before, that's one of the few things my husband will make if I'm gone. Perfect. Um, also, I love it, too. So it's good. You it's can add good. frozen piece and of that, too. And you can add frozen pizza, frozen broccoli, or again, any tuna. other leftover vegetables. You could oh, add- canned tuna. That's another oh, great yeah, easy dinner tuna. tuna sandwiches. Yeah, or add tuna into your mac and cheese. You know what else you can put in there? Pesto. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, my new thing that I like to have on hand is frozen pot stickers because oh, yeah. they're really easy. You can have them just plain. You can put them in a soup. Like you can heat up some broth. Oh, and make put like them a in dumpling there. soup. That sounds good. I have edamame on the side, also another frozen Oh, vegetable. yeah. We always have edamame, too. That's so, a good one. So, yeah. Another one I like to do is ramen. Um, there's this uh, brand of ramen that I've been buying that I think the name is like Mio or something like that. Um, they're not as cheap as the cheap cheap ones that are like probably really bad yeah. for you. But they're good. And then I'll just add in like tofu, which I always have tofu in the fridge, too. Uh, and like any vegetables, green onions, sesame seeds. Beautiful. Easy. And you can always add extra seasonings, too, like... Add hot sauce, add sesame oil, whatever you yeah. have. So have you tried that um, frozen orange chicken? And I think they also have a not chicken version from Trader Joe's. I've tried the orange chicken one a long time ago. Yeah. Um, it's good. I, I feel like good. a lot of like blogs and pa- like parenting Facebook groups are always talking about that orange chicken. <laughs> and s- I, they do have a vegan version of it. I've also. never tried the vegan one. My sister has a really good recipe for that. She talks about it a lot. So I'll get it. From yeah, her. that'd be good. Um, she's I know she makes it a lot for her family. It's the chicken. It's chicken. Right. Um, but she just makes it herself. So. Oh, yeah. Um, she's it's just like the Trader Joe's one. So I'll get the recipe. Oh, I'll good. put that in yeah, the I've show notes. Yeah, I've never gotten it because it has gluten in it. Yeah, I think that if you want to have just a couple frozen things on hand for when your meal plan fails, you should do that. Absolutely. I'm big There's no that. shame in a little bit of frozen food, you know? No, you know what I've also done is like I've made a bunch, whole bunch of burritos and put them in the freezer. Like genius. wrapped them up. That's genius. And took them for lunch. Uh, one time we made um, pierogies. And oh like, my gosh, I haven't thought about pierogies in such a long time. If you're going to make any Yum. kind of dumpling, just make a billion of them and put them in the freezer. Exactly. Freeze it all. So I'm a big fan of the freezer. Uh, me too. Also veggie broth. I oh, there's one more thing I wanted to mention. Those brazi bites. Do you ever buy these? Oh, I I have bought them once. They're really good. They're like my cheesy little bread balls. I love them. I got them at Costco and accidentally <laughs> got like the Asiago pepper version and they like go obsessed with them. Oh my gosh. You know what else is really good? The Ikea veggie meatballs are really good. Oh yeah. And they, they are sell really them good. In the store. The regular ones are pretty good too. I used to always have those on hand for soups, but I haven't bought them in a long time. But the veggie ones, they kind of have like I think they're gluten-free like a, too. I think they are. And the yeah. veggie ones kind of have like a curry flavor. Yeah, they're so good. They're not the same as like regular Swedish meatballs, but they're really yeah, good. Yeah, Ikea food is so good. They, it's they so cheap and good. We should go have we should go have an Ikea date. dinner at Ikea sometime, Michelle. Uh sure, okay. All right, so let's move on to our special surprise, which is a giveaway. (laughs) Yay, I'm so excited. So we are going to give away a copy of a cookbook that we both love, which is Six Seasons, A New Way with Vegetables by Joshua McFadden. It is a beautiful book. It's focused mainly on vegetables. It's organized seasonally. We both love it. It is super helpful for meal planning or just like reading in bed. If you want to read a cookbook in bed, it's beautiful. Also, like there's vegetables in there that I've never heard of. 
So Me like, too. Re, you know, you're like, oh, this vegetable's in season. What is it? Maybe I'll look for it at the farmer's market or whatever. Yeah, it's wonderful. So it's a, it's a good cookbook. Um, so to enter the giveaway, all you have to do is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, most of our listeners seem to be listening on there. And if you already left a review, I know there's a couple of friends that have. You're entered too. Thank you so much. And if you listen somewhere else, go to our website, theflexitarianfeast.com. And in the show notes for this episode, there'll be a little widget thing that you can fill in. Uh, to enter the giveaway. And also, if your Apple name is something that's not easy to find you, like if we don't already know you in real life, go on the website too and enter in your Apple name and email address so we can contact you if you win. Because it's, it's, there's not an easy way to like look up who you are on there if it's not like your name or something. So you can enter until our next episode is released, and then we're going to announce the winner on that date, January 15th, on our Instagram page and also in the show notes for that episode on January 15th. That's so exciting. Ah, I know. It's so exciting. I hope it works out. I hope somebody gets this book that will really love it. Me too. I think I think they will love it. Yeah, I'm pretty too. confident anybody would love this book. Me too. Also, if you already have it, you can still enter and you could give it as a gift. It will be a great gift. Great gift. Maybe a Valentine's Day gift. Oh, it is coming up. All right, now it's time for our recent feast segment where we each talk about a delicious meal we have made recently. Michelle, what do you have for us this week? Well, this might not be super exciting, but I made cheeseburgers, but I used Beyond Meat Ooh, I wanted to try them. So they kind of recently came out with a new formula. Um, We had tried the old one and we really liked it, but this new one supposedly better so we wanted to try it um i just cooked them how they said to cook it on the package and then i got brioche buns at trader joe's and then we just had mayonnaise ketchup mustard dill pickles crunchy lettuce tomatoes american cheese of course because it's the best of course uh, and then we normally go out for burgers and when we do that we share so it was kind of fun to have my own <laughs> Uh, and then I just it's made the little thing. Yeah, and I just made frozen French fries, which frozen French fries and sweet potato fries is another thing I keep in the freezer. Oh yeah, because sometimes it's just I easier. do love sweet potato fries. I love sweet potato fries. Do you ever keep? Do you ever get do tots? Yes, I like doing tots too. Yeah. So anyway, what about you? What have you made recently? That's so. Delicious? I also made a very simple recipe. I feel like this is really great for the new year if you feel like you've been eating a lot of very heavy foods. Oh yeah. Um, this was a vegan carrot soup with miso and sesame from Smitten Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she posted it originally in January. It was like maybe one of her her like New Year's Day posts oh, really? in like some year. Um, it's really good. You just cook carrots, onion, and garlic in a pot until the onions are translucent. Then you add broth and ginger and cover it and simmer until the carrots are soft. I use that miso um, ginger vegetable broth from Trader Joe's. Oh, Have yeah. you ever tried that? I just I tried it recently with some pot stickers from the freezer. Yeah, that's a great, yeah. It was good because it's it was really so good. easy and like yeah. already. I usually just have, I usually like just have one around. I mean, I'm you're supposed to just use vegetable broth, hand. but I think it's really good. It's really well flavored. It's super well flavored and it's, yeah. I mean, it's delicious. Anyways, then you just blend it all up and so the carrots get all blended and then you add like a big scoop of miso and then you can um, top it with some sesame oil on top. And it was very delicious. It's supposed to taste and it does taste kind of like that carrot dressing you might get at a oh, Japanese yes. restaurant. yes. I love that. Yeah, with like the miso and the ginger and that does it's really, sound good. really good. She also suggests um, topping it, garnishing with scallions and then maybe even pickling those scallions, which I didn't do because I just made this for lunch You today. know what else would be a good topping? I had this, made this really simple like blended soup recipe and I'm not a big fan of blended soups. I like chunkier soups. Yeah. But this recipe had a topping of it on it of like fried crispy tofu. 
Yum. And yeah, you that could, would like, be great add that this. on top of any yeah, soup. Yeah, that would make this more like a dinner soup. I mean, yeah. it is a very light soup. Or beans. You could add beans to that, too. Like, garbanzo beans would be good. Yeah, that'd be good. Anyway, just if, just trying to think of ways to add more protein. That's what I'm always thinking of. Yeah, yeah. This was definitely more of, like, a light. Yeah, but it sounds good. It was delicious. It sounds really good. And super- I mean, you could even make, like, little sushi rolls. Or, you know what's... Um, I went to a sushi-making class, and they took those seaweed snacks, you know, which oh, are those yeah? small pieces of nori, and then just put the sushi rice on top, mm-hmm. and then, like you know, another piece of nori oh, and it kind of yeah. makes like a little, a little sandwich. Baby one. Yeah. yeah. That would go really well with that. That's a good idea. Love yeah. They it. were delicious. Well, I guess that's just about all we have for this episode about meal planning. Um, so thank you so much for joining us and make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening. Our next episode is going to be all about soups and stews and it's going to be a good one. <laughs> we got a soup lover over here. Yeah, I love soup in case you guys haven't figured that out. <laughs> You can find us online at theflexitarianfeast.com and on Instagram at theflexitarianfeast. We love it when you leave us comments yes. and send us messages, so please keep doing that. A huge thank you to our producer, Tiki Sound. I'm Eliz. And I'm Michelle. And we'll see you next time. Until then, eat lots of plants. Oh, and don't forget to enter the giveaway. Enter the giveaway. <laughs> thank you.